Welcome to My Crazy Office Podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work. Kathy Elster and Katherine Crowley. They are committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Katherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. Today we're going to explore a topic that some of you may relate to being afraid to leave your job. Mm-hmm. We'll start with a question from someone who knows it's time to go, but is afraid to make the move. Oh yeah. This is such an important topic. I know of several people who hate what they're doing, but are afraid to even start exploring other options. I hope more people will send questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co. So here's the question. I'm going to read it. I have been in my job for three years. It is, is, it is a secure position, but I have grown tired of the work, the long hours, and the subject matter. Mm-hmm. I know I need to leave, but I am afraid. Even though there are things that irritate me about this company, I know this place and these people. I listen to my friends, and I think that every job has its problems. How do I get up the courage to leave? And it's a really good question. Yeah. It's a really good question. And I know I have a lot of clients dealing with this. I I bet you do too. Absolutely, Kathy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a complex question, actually, because the reasons for being afraid may differ from person to person, but it still can be crippling to even make a move. Yeah. I mean, look, fear is a powerful emotion Mm -hmm. and, you know, it, I guess it is different for different people. I'd like to hear more about that, but I personally, I think that that kind of person needs support. Yes. You know, I work with a lot of very highly aggressive people that, you know, they say they're going to leave their job and they're in action in no time. They don't need support. They need to, um, maybe run by interview questions and have me assess whether these jobs are good for them. Right. But Pete, but people that have a lot of fear, they do need support. And I, I don't know if you can do this without support. So no. I think either a therapist or an executive coach, but they've got to have experience with job change. Right. Like that's really the thing that they need to work with, which is what we do. They need to know how to do that. So right. I don't know if you want to address some of that. Totally. I mean, I ended up jotting down some different fears that I know people are dealing with. So maybe we uh-huh. could talk about that. Um, I do, I will say actually though, let's first go to the coaching piece of it. I think the whole thing of leaving you, it's not, you cannot leave easily unless you know what you're leaving for. Right. Right. So I think a lot of like in this particular case, when this person is saying, you know, I'm tired of the job, the long hours, the subject matter, you have some work to do. Yeah, that's right. Right. Right? I mean, what is it that you no longer liked? Is it that you don't like the actual kind of work that you're doing? Would you prefer to be doing something else? Do you want a higher position? Would you like to be a manager or, you know, some executive, have an executive role? Uh, Do you want out of the industry altogether? We have dealt with that many times, right, Kathy, where someone is, they actually want to leave the industry, but they don't have a picture of what they want to move to. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. But I think that, and I think people just have fear, a fear of like, I know the monster I'm living with. Yes. I don't know the monster I'm going to. So yes. I'd rather, you know, stay here. And that's right. I have certain clients that have stayed for a really long time. We're talking, you know, <laughs> like in the teens and 20 years. And 
you know, I, they're never going to leave. Yeah. And they've already made that, that, you know, their bed. So, I mean, I don't even know how to get them. I mean, there obviously are ways to get them to move and they yeah. might have to, but I'm thinking of this one particular person that has really risen over everyone and she's in a very high position now. So there's really no reason for her to leave except that she's never experienced any other. Well, there you go. You know, which I don't, I wonder if that's really good for her career. Right. That it's only this one company, but whatever, she's got a really good position there. Um, and I, I have felt that she should leave many times over yeah. the years because I didn't like the way they were treating her, but she always stayed. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's just one person. Um, but you know, it's, it's not, I mean, people have resumes for a reason because they've been to several companies. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, don't, they haven't just stayed in one company. And also if you stay in one company, are you moving up? Right. You know, or even across, but are you moving? You don't want the same job for the rest of your life. Right. So So, the technical side of how to get some courage is first to at least try to come up with a picture of what you want, right? What you would prefer. And I know, Kathy, in this particular case, you've helped this person clarify, if you are to leave, what are you moving towards? What do you want to be doing? So you need that. Yeah, and, and what, what kind of, a- kind of culture? Yes, that was the other thing I was thinking. And by culture, we mean the environment, the values, the work behaviors. And these days, you know, is it remote? Is yeah. it a hybrid? Um, is it a small company? Is it a large company? Do you want a flexible system? Do you want a more clarified, multi-tiered system? You have to get clear. And do you want uh, do you want leadership that tells you what to do, or do you want leadership that lets you figure out what to do and move on your on your own independently? Yeah, right. Those are just a few of the items. And you know, I think the first step also is getting your resume up updated so that you can update LinkedIn. And yeah. then once you do that, you can let LinkedIn know that you're looking, and you'll have recruiters call you maybe. If, right. you know, if it looks good or they need somebody like you, but he, that's the kind of thing. I think when you have a lot of fear, you might want to hire someone to do that. That's right. And there's a lot of organizations and companies that specifically write resumes. And I think you might want to do something like that. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. To think and of it like scaffolding, <laughs> you know what I mean? Scaffolding that's supporting you in making this move that feels very scary. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's okay. But I think I, I was trying to figure out the scaffolding, but then I got it. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't sure I understood your analogy. But I think, you know, you want support along the way if fear is really playing a big role here. So yes. that's why I was suggesting that. Um, then I think you you want to practice interviewing. That's another thing. And there are, you know, there are coaches that will practice with you. They know the kinds of questions that are going to be asked. And yeah. You know, because it's it's scary to go in an interview if you haven't interviewed in years, like three, mm-hmm. four years. That's uncomfortable the first time you have to do it. So you want to practice it. That's such a good point. And actually, that brings me to the whole thing of how to deal with fear, which is what you have to do is break down the steps into much smaller pieces. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the actual activity of leaving it may terrify you and it also may paralyze you. So mm-hmm. I'm going to touch on a few of the fears that you may have. So if okay. you're listening and you're afraid of leaving your job, see if you identify with any of these. Number one, you don't know how to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I, 
I have worked with a number of people who are brilliant at what they do, but they don't think they're self-promoters. They think their work should speak for itself. And underneath that, they're just afraid. They don't know how to talk about what they've done in a way that would be enticing or convincing, they think, for a a future employer. The other fear, are you just afraid of the unknown? You know, Mm -hmm. like you can't imagine there's a better situation than the one you're in. And for that, I think what you have to do is, and Kathy, you're always so good at assigning people, you know, these tasks of interview people in other roles, in other companies, and find out about the reality beyond your own. Mm -hmm. Then this fear that you aren't qualified for a better job. That there, right? And you could call it the imposter complex. You could call it no one's going to want me. But this is especially true in environments where if they treat, if your current employer treats you poorly, you could be at the place where you're, you're lacking confidence. Now you don't really believe in your abilities, even though you can say I'm better than this place. Um, And if that's the case, then as you were saying, having a coach, having a counselor, and doing things to build your confidence is going to be a precursor to leaving. I know, Kathy, the person you spoke yeah. of does all kinds of public speaking. And those events are like love fests for her, right? So she gets right, to have right. the experience of being seen as highly competent and a star right. in the field. Right. Um, yeah. And then I think another fear that could come up is that your skills are outdated, Oh, yeah. You've been in one position. Yeah. Right? How do you handle that, Kathy, with clients that come to you and like, I don't think I can leave because my skills are outdated? I think you have to start updating your skills. You're going to have to take some classes or hire somebody who can come and show you. Like if Mm -hmm. you don't know... oh, there's probably financial, there's Excel. A lot of people feel, oh, I haven't touched it and I need to know it or PowerPoint. I mean, there's so much software that, you know, you just get trained. It's not that hard. Um, And it shouldn't be that hard. And so see if there's somebody at your job that could train you on it or if you need to take a class outside. Um, Every, you know, um, two-year school has lots of classes on introductions to a lot of different softwares. So you don't really have to spend a lot of money on these classes. But, you know, prepare yourself for what is coming. Yeah. And you don't want to have dated skills. That is not good. (laughs) That's that's not good for anyone to have dated skills. So you've got got to keep your skills uh, going. And, you know, if you don't take promotions within the company you're in because you don't want to update your skills, you're already setting yourself up. Right. To be left behind. That's such an interesting point. Yeah. It's important to keep your skills really current. And I know there's a lot. It's a lot Mm -hmm. to keep current on. But it's not that impossible. And, you know, one breeds the next thing. Right. It's not that difficult. Yeah. Right. At least tell yourself it's not that difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Like the little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. Yeah, you just have to start with a course. And maybe you have to make sure that there's, if you're, there are people who are afraid of taking courses, that the the professor, whoever it is, or the teacher is someone who you can work with, you know, so that if you have fears, you can overcome them. Yeah. And I suggest a course because those people are very patient. If you go Mm -hmm. to maybe somebody in your family or a friend, they may not be as patient. Right. And you know, you need somebody who's a really good teacher. Yeah. Right. What else do you got in your fears there? (laughs) Well, the other one that I think this person mentions that, you know, 
they say um, every job has its problems. To me, the, the default part of that is that I can't find something better. And I think that that's, that's a fear that you have to debunk. Um, but you yeah. have to take the responsibility. Is any job going to be perfect? No. No. But are there far better situations available? Probably. Yeah. And, you know, you, you don't look at each job that you take as a life sentence and you don't have to be there forever. Yeah. Each thing just builds on the next because your career is a long game. It's not just a job. That's not right. really your career is a series of jobs. Right. So, so, yeah. And I can think finally, you may think that I'm no one special. And yeah. I, that's the thing where, again, working with a coach, a counselor, therapist, mentor could help. Also finding out from your peers, like if they, you, and you could do this as a buddy system, you, you know, if there's one skill or talent that you would come to me for, what would it be? Or, you know, what do you see as the defining uh, skill for me? And what do we, what do I see as a defining skill for you? But talking to people to kind of get out of the fugue state that so many people are in that I'm no good. I don't know anything. There's nothing special about me because that's a fear that will stop you. Oh, I hate that one. <laughs> and Kathy, you have a great exercise for people to like write down their successes. I just spoke to someone today who she said, I never give myself credit for my successes. Uh, a person like that should really write down their successes daily, even right. if it's they got up on time. Right. You know, <laughs> that's always, that's a success for some people. Like, you know, if you're, so if that's something that you're not very good at, try to do that. Even if it's once a week, write down, what did you succeed in that week? And don't judge it. Right. Don't say that's too small. That's not really a success. What did you do that was successful? And you have to start really, um, you know, not that I want you to have a big ego and think that you're successful at everything, but the, the truth is you probably are. You probably yeah. have skills that you don't give yourself enough credit for. And the right. reason for that is the things that people do very easily and well, they take for granted. They right. assume everybody can do it because it's their natural talents. Right. But that's not true. You know, you have to know where you stand out. Right. And, you know, and everyone has their specialties. Everyone has their successes. They do. Yeah. So swinging back to that question, how do I get up the courage to leave? I think what we're saying is it's a process. That's right. There are technical steps you're going to need to take. There are internal steps you're going to take. There's, you know, coming up with a vision, a picture of what you really want. There's building your network, network rather. There's getting the support as uh, we've been saying of a coach, a counselor, a mm -hmm. uh, therapist, mentor, but someone who can really support you. And sometimes there can be groups. I remember there was a church actually not so far from where we are that had an ongoing employment. It was great. Yeah. yeah. So something along those. Yeah. And I would imagine so many people are shifting their careers and wanting to go for more remote. There's a lot of job change. So maybe your local, um, whether it's a church or just community library, yeah. usually sometimes libraries have that. Um, look for groups that you can join because you're going to need support. Yes. So that's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at AskK2. Also, follow us on Instagram at MyCrazyOffice. And if you want to receive our podcast email, text us at 228-28. 
and type in my crazy office, all one word. That's 228-28 and type in my crazy office. Finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at mycrazyoffice.co. Bye-bye. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.